Hi, Lance Meikle, founder and managing director, Generational. The coach that will enable you to at least double your revenue, retain your key clients, and have a saleable business that others will only envy. You're listening to Family Office Coaching with Lance Meikle podcast. On this podcast, you'll hear how implementing a multifamily office solution to your business will produce income that you can now only dream of, deliver you a strategy for key client retention, and ensure that you have solidified relationships with the clients that you want and can't afford to lose. If creating a business that has a saleable revenue of nine to 12 times, or EBIT of five to six times interest you, then listen up. So to get started, go to our website, genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.com, where you'll find heaps of free insights. You can request a free e-guide to get answers to all of your questions. And while on the website, visit our YouTube channel and watch our videos. For more amazing episodes, go to familyofficecoaching.podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or your favorite podcast app. If you want to start making money now and have a more rewarding career, then take action by contacting me personally via LinkedIn so we can get started. Thanks for spending your time listening to this episode. What is it like for a qualified accountant working with a multifamily office? This podcast is going to cover the difference in experience for a qualified accountant in the day-to-day dealings with clients to that of dealing with a family office. If you're a qualified accountant, should or shouldn't you broaden your service offering to include family office? And what's it like to experience the synergy and collaboration of a family office management team? Now, let's jump straight into the information for making new money. My co-host is Nick Hill, Managing Director, Walker Hill Group, Brisbane, Queensland. Nick is married and the father of a two-year-old, the lovely Lillian. Nick is and has been on the management team of our largest family office for the last two years, circa, and as such, he is well-placed to share his hands-on family office experience. Recently, this family office had a tax saving of circa 700000 due to the collaboration of the management team and the strategic advice provided by Nick himself. Nick, welcome to Family Office Coaching with Lance Meekle Podcast. Thank you, Lance. Thank you for having me today. Absolute pleasure. So I'm going to ask you um, to share your insights, Nick, if you can, on uh, your journey with the audience today. And yep, I'd like you to I'd like you to start with telling our listeners, um, no particular order, a bit about yourself, mm-hmm. about Walker Hill and Walker Hill Group, uh, and how we met. Before you do that, for the transpar- transparency of our audience, Walker Hill Group are the accountants for myself and all my entities, and that includes my family office, Comitas family office. So over to you, Nick. No worries. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks again for having me today. Uh, so I, I guess, Lance, you you gave me a, a brief inf- introduction. Uh, I am uh, managing director of, of the Walker Hill Group. I've got a young family uh, and I've actually got uh, another one on the way, Lance, a bit of a oh, long Congratulations. Shot. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank wonderful. You. Um, yeah, due in December. So, oh, congrats! Yeah, uh, so uh, expe- extending the the young family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a Brisbane-born uh, and bred. I've been here my whole life. Uh, started my uh, accounting career, which doesn't it seems to be not that long ago, but I've actually been doing this for a, a good solid fifteen years now. Uh, <laughs> and you're yeah. still young. And you're still yeah. young. So you started still- real young. Yeah, that's it. I still feel, yeah, some days I feel youthful, some days I don't. Um, and 
Yeah, so uh, I've been uh, been doing this for 15 years and the Walker Hill Group itself uh, has just ticked over nine. So we're going to be celebrating 10 years next year, which is very exciting. And uh, we're, we're focused in uh, predominantly on, on the small business space uh, and high net wealth individuals. And uh, you know, ultimately, we, we strive to do things a little bit different uh, rather than uh, being transactional or, or just about tax returns. We try tell to, us uh, about that. Tell us, tell the yeah. audience what that is. I know you know, and I know it's a rhetorical question, yep. but for the benefit yep. of our audience, some of which will be accountants, um, yep. what is it that you're doing that you think is a, uh, you know, maybe not a, maybe not a clear point of difference, but some something yep. that you're doing as a bit of a differentiator for your client base? Yeah, it, it, uh, it it's all it all comes back to I guess the holistic approach to our our product offering, but also a bit around our vision as well and. And our vision uh, here at Walker Hill is is to make it count and and to extend on that. It's it's about making making the small business count uh, for the the small business owner, but not only the small business owner, but the family. So it's it's not just about doing a tax return and, and keeping the client compliant, but also looking forward and and helping put the appropriate measures in place, the structure in place, the the right pathway and journey to to help our clients actually get to an end goal. So not just you know completing the tax return and, and seeing them in twelve months, but rather taking them on on that journey and and continually, continually talking and and improving on not only their their business but their family life. And uh, fee structure, fee uh, approach yeah. towards fees. What's your approach there as a business? Yeah, business? so it's a bit it's a bit unique. Uh, I'm, I'm sure more uh, more and more professionals are starting to to jump on board with with our approach. But uh, we came into the market with. Uh, a dislike for uh, the hourly rates. So we don't do timesheets here at Walker Hill. We uh, internally, we, we call it responsibility targets. So we hold everyone accountable and responsible. And to our, to our client base, how that looks is everything is done uh, on, a, on a fixed fee basis. Uh, we, we look to basically have a conversation with you, identify what needs you have, uh, what you're looking to achieve. And then we put forward an engagement from there, uh, which is which is based on on the the information you've told us and the journey that you want to take, and uh, it's all fixed fee upfront. So what that also means is uh, our clients can call me uh, or or the team, or even email me or the team at any time without expecting a bill. And uh, I guess that that really kind of helps drive the growth not only of ourselves but our clients because our clients no longer have that fear that uh, a simple conversation is going to end up with a $50 or $100 bill that ends up in their, in their inbox. Uh, so that's, that's a big yeah, difference that we, we've kind of brought to the market. Yeah, thanks for that. And how we met, Nick. Do I discuss that? Just to be transparent for the audience? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know how long ago it was now, Lance, but uh, <laughs> I do remember the event. It was uh, through... Uh, uh, on Platinum, uh, IT providers, uh, they had graciously uh, requested my presence and also as a, as a speaker at uh, one of their conferences a few years back. And um, I guess the reason they wanted me there was uh, basically back to you know how I've noted we do things a little bit differently. And um, I do remember sitting there on stage, but uh, Lance, I completely blanked as to what I actually spoke about. But uh, I do remember that following on from that uh, conference, uh, Lance, you had uh, requested to, to kind of catch up with me through um, a mutual um, person at, uh, at On Platinum. And um, 
basically you said that you, uh, yeah, you kind of resonated with a few items that I had, had spoken about and, and really enjoyed the, the, the talk that I had put on. And uh, I guess from there, our, our uh, professional relationship grew. No, thanks for that. And uh, for the audience, just to, again, for the sake of transparency, um, I was impressed. What I was impressed with was uh, the authenticity of the individual who's our co-host today um, and the point of difference around the service offering of pricing for clients um, absolutely stood out to me. So I was very uh, impressed by that. Uh, and in the family office space, which is the guts of this podcast, uh, I had a client, we had a uh, very qualified, very senior, very competent, very capable dealing with some Division 7A issues that were extremely high end, uh, which we'd worked through and uh, she had done a fabulous job. Um, and uh, rightfully so, she continued down the path of pricing as she had priced through that process. Uh, once that uh, let's call it transactional project had been completed and we moved back to the day-to-day part of the business, um, the pricing mechanism started to become questionable from the client's perspective, not the value, not the not the value and not the actual cost, not the capital amount, but the um, mindset um, around were there other options and other alternatives because they were, to Nick's point, they were very, uh, the patriarch and matriarch were very, um, transparent, very open, as you need to be as patriarch and matriarch, but they were concerned around accessibility conversations and the hassle of having to pay tax invoices uh, from their lifestyle perspective. It wasn't the actual cost issue. It was the concern around travelling around the world uh, and having uh, to approve tax invoices and bookkeeping and the annoyance of those continual um transactions that occurred as Nick spoken to so um, that all came together and uh, yeah it's been a, it's been an absolute uh, been an absolute bliss and you're a fabulous person and a wonderful business Nick so I compliment you on that and your business thank you Lance. Um, so let's get into some questions for the audience um, to help them uh, understand a bit more about this family office um, space and what family office coaching is and what they can think about doing what is it Nick that excites you about having a family office as a client or does it? Or does it? <laughs> <laughs> collaboration uh, is the first thing that pops into my head. There, there are so many different different reasons, but collaboration is is the one that that just pretty much was sitting on the edge of my tongue in preparation for this question. It's ultimately from the first time we did a family office with um, with that original group that we worked on together, Lance, or the family that we worked on. Uh, it was. The collaboration part that has continued to work so effectively, and and uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you you praise me uh, and and my team for for saving such a significant amount of tax, but it was it was triggered uh, conversations that that happened triggered this journey, and that wouldn't have happened if we weren't a part of of something bigger than than us as individuals, and that wouldn't have happened if we didn't collaborate. Uh, I remember there was, I think, even one or two uh, conversations and I, I had ideas in mind and I had a, a thought process, but then all of a sudden there was a, a what about this or what about that conversation that happened? And as a result, we went down the path that ended up saving yeah, this particular client an exponential amount of tax. And so, yeah, collaboration, can't, can't express it enough. Oh, that's that's absolutely wonderful, and, you, and you're right. There's two, two two key components from a provider's perspective that be say the financial 
planner, financial advisor, mortgage broker, accountant, uh, whoever the stakeholder is wanting to put their toe in the water with family office. And those two key points from my experience is collaboration and facilitation. They're yep. the two key points that bring it together. What have you observed, Nick, um, to be the key differences? Because you deal with, uh, you. my experience, my observation is mm. you deal with very similar um, DNA culture uh, outcomes in your profiling of your key clients that you deal with as small business owner and to the point you've already discussed, putting the human element to that, which mm. is um, the family. So you, you, you're well positioned as a qualified accountant um, and in a, in a business that is very forward-looking and very modern. So I'm interested in you sharing what do you find to be, which I would regard as certainly top percentile with culture at your business and your service yep. offering. What's the key difference between that, which you currently have and, and have had, and um, I'd call them A clients. Yep. And providing your services to a family office client. So what's the what's the pros and cons, I suppose, I'm looking for in your top-end clients that you're already providing the service to as a group? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it the same as providing those services to a family office client? Have you learnt it's any different? Is it better or is it worse? Yeah. So we, as as you've experienced, Lance, we do we do go uh, above and beyond uh, with our clients, and there is there is a lot of value and a lot of effort put in uh, at that at that particular level. Uh, but I would say that. The family office adds a a new dimension to the to the relationship, and and to explain that further, I what what comes to mind is when I am dealing with the uh, A class client myself. I do have a big team here, but you do feel like you are helping this client at an independent level, yeah. and it there are challenges with getting other people. To, to come along on that journey and, and help at the same level as we are, with the, the same standard that we are. Yeah. And I actually found that that is different with the family office or it's been resolved in the family office where every time that we've walked into the room together, Lance, I have never had to worry about getting someone else to help me because it's 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 structured the, the the setup of the family office it's there it's ready to go it's back to your comment it's collaboration facilitation it's everyone's on the same page trying to get the same result for the client there's no there's no disconnect so that's what i i found uh you know the service we provide to our a class versus the family office is you know identical but that family office adds that that additional element to the journey and the process yeah, you've got. You, there's certainly a uh, there's certainly an overlay of emotional intelligence required, both as you as the professional providing services and that management team and the other professionals that are in that collaboration piece. So if they don't yeah. have that don't have that emotional intelligence piece, um, that dilutes the synergy. Um, so yeah, I, I accept that proposition and thanks for addressing that. Would you recommend to the audience? Uh, or contemplating, you know, do they dip their toe in, don't they dip their toe in, that they broaden their service offering to include family office? And if so, why? And if not, why? Yeah. Well, before we met Lance, uh, we had definitely considered a journey down this path. Uh, but, uh, you know, I am I am an accountant and at the end of the day, I, I do that really well. 
So I think uh, it was it was interesting, actually. Uh, it's funny that I was thinking it, and then it was like the universe tapped me on the shoulder, and 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 there you were. Uh, so it was it was interesting timing. But uh, to your point, do I think a family there's there's space for a family office model within uh, within professional service firms uh, in accounting? I think I think absolutely. I think uh, I think there's an uh, an opportunity for for structure to be developed around a family office model in any any firm dealing with um, you know, family groups uh, that they're looking to to take along a journey. Mm. I, I was just going to note. I believe that a lot of accountants try to do it, but they don't do it well. And yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they, they do, revert they back to what yeah they revert back to what they know best, and that's accounting and tax. Uh, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there, um, but I think there's a, a big learning curve uh, and journey for them to take to to get it right. But yeah, yeah, very much an opportunity. I've seen you know going through the journey with you over the last few years, Lance. I I believe the product is becoming uh, ra- rather than being a want, I feel like it's almost a necessity now. So I think yeah. it's really yeah. shifted that way, and I think yeah that. Uh, that, that should definitely be um, considered by a lot of firms that are looking to, to continue to grow. Thanks for that. And what, what are some of the barriers you've observed? So this is the experience piece because for our audience, that, that's the key takeaway is they don't need to make mistakes that you've made. They don't need to make mistakes I've made uh, and they can pick up the benefits of, uh, of a podcast, which is what it's you know targeted yeah. for. So what are some of the barriers you've observed or experienced that makes adding family office as a service offering yep. harder harder than it sounds? Or, or is it? Yeah, well, back to my comments before, uh, I guess it's it's around you just don't know what you don't know. Uh, it's it, it's definitely a different gear for me. Uh, when I was looking at potentially adding that as a feather to the cap, you know, it all, it, 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 it's an amazing looking product. But, you know, uh, as a, uh, how I kind of explain um, what I do, to my to my guys here is you know we're tax accountants, uh, not management accountants, and you know for some people out there it's like what's the difference between tax and management? They're actually very different beasts, mm-hmm. and so I revert back to what I know best, and that's tax and and accounting and, and helping my clients in that space. Well, family office it again is a completely different beast, and I find the barrier, the challenge is if you're going to. Uh, basically don't don't do it on your own that's 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 my biggest suggestion and the challenge is you need to learn it you need to you need to 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 educate yourself in that space and like any skill you need to to go through the journey study educate learn uh, and and continue to 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 read and 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 refine your skills i think uh, i think the greatest challenge is some accountants probably think that they know that they can they think that they can do it as well yeah. but yeah, and that applies, Nick. That applies to to that point you've raised. Um, that applies to all professionals, not just accountants, um, but in particular yeah. because currently, typically, the accountant is the advisor, concierge, the trusted concierge. Yeah, um, it's the go-to for what people perceive to be where family office hub should generate from. Uh, whereas in reality, it can generate from any professional. It could be a uh, mental health specialist. It could be a qualified accountant. It could be a financial advisor, qualified financial planner, mortgage broker, um, general insurer. Um, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. really wherever the wherever the relationship sits. Um, you're absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's a good point. I think what you said before as well, emotional intelligence, uh, where 
we are as accountants, we are kind of like a business concierge, but we come from a, a, a place of, of numbers and, you know, that I, I do care. I have a legitimate uh, care and, as you mentioned, authenticity towards clients. Yes. But it, it is so easy as an accountant to revert to the numbers and the family office is so much more than numbers. It's it's family, it's 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 emotion and, and to not have that emotional intelligence is also, I think, a, a big challenge uh, when trying to implement the, the offering. So back to education and, and honing your skills, it's, yeah, I think it's a must. Yeah, I'll just give ourselves a plug there. The one thing that we do that's certainly different to uh, what exists in the market is we have an overlay of a legacy and uh, any professional that comes on board under the generational umbrella um, as a professional um, receives a copy of that legacy. So they understand that emotional intelligence correlated in in the reading and being the recipient of the legacy and all decisions from the management team and the professionals are based on achieving that legacy rather than transactional. And that's a that's a change of um, change of mindset that not everybody's up for. So uh, that doesn't need to be the case, but that's the approach uh, we take a generational is to implement a legacy. And if we can't get a legacy on the table, we don't commence. So after your, after your, I suppose, two and a half years now experience of sitting on the management team with our largest family office, how yep. or has this changed? I'm going to put this to you two ways, Nick. One is how you see collaborating with other NIM underscore professionals. Um, or, you know, so how you see collaborating with other professionals and how you now collaborate with other professionals. Yeah. Whichever one you want to take first. So how, yeah. how's sitting on that management team or has sitting on the management team, uh, you spoke to the point earlier of your experience with it. That's great. You've experienced it. But have you done something with it or has it changed your mm-hmm. mindset um, as a office holder in your own business or as a, as a professional yourself in collaborating with yeah. other professionals? Well, it's it's definitely changed my mindset and how how I actually proceed with working with other professionals. The, the probably the good and bad thing uh, with it is my standard or expectations of other professionals has increased further. Great. It's not uh, it's not with the technical aspect. Uh, I think we were speaking earlier, Lance, about you know we're all expected to be technically good at what we do. Um, like that's that's a must. We all go to uni. We all study, et cetera, et cetera. But now my standard in relation to care factor, uh, collaboration, bringing something to the table to go above and beyond the transaction, that's increased. Uh, and, you know, I say good or good and bad because it's good because, you know, it means a better outcome for the client. It's bad because it's harder to find professionals that actually get that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk to that point earlier, but I thought I'll wait and there might, might be a segue <laughs> at some point, which here it is, yeah. I'll jump in. Um, I'd say to people uh, who are listening, the audience, that uh, the, the gap between being in this particular case, to your point, the qualified accountant who goes, well, we're going to have this product, we're going to put this on our website, and we're going to roll this out to our A clients, um, is to the exact point you've just raised, uh, Nick. In, in my case, uh, it was a three-year expedition of putting a panel together, um, Southern Hemisphere, of 16, at that time it was 17 um, profession, 17 different silo offerings that are broad. They're all on our website if people want to know what they are um, and finding. And so that was the first challenge. The second challenge was then was filtering to people who had the competency, the longevity, the ability, and the ability to collaborate with that emotional intelligence piece. So that filter went from, you know, from maybe 100% to uh, 1% to 2% at one one hour meeting uh, very quickly. So 
that's that is the challenge in putting together a team of people. It's not it's not difficult to put a team of uh, post nominals together. It's not a yeah. it's not difficult to put a, a geographical uh, relationship of transaction experiences. Um, but when you're sitting with a patriarch or a matriarch, as you do, um, there's no hiding. It's raw. It's real. There's a legacy on the table. You're into the next generation sitting in the management team with you. Um, and, you know, you're called out if you don't have that uh, that skill set at each and every level of those professionals that you need to have an integrated solution for. So that's the entry barrier that makes it not impossible, but makes it, that's why I'm keen on getting this podcast information on this particular topic out to accountants who may be listening. Um, so they understand the difference between what, what does it take to get it up and running versus the ideology. The ideology is easy, but the implementation is also easy, but it's the missing gap is uh, what is it that you need uh, as the ingredients to get that synergy? And the answer to that is you need the right professionals. It's a given to your comment, Nick, it's a given that if you go to KFC, they sell chicken. It's a given that if you go to a garage, they sell diesel or petrol or have, uh, you know, electric um, charging stations uh, and or consumables. Uh, they're givens. If you go to a qualified account, it's a given that, that they understand the Income Tax Assessment Act 36 and 97. It's a given. What's not a given is how much you care. Uh, yep. That's how much you know. And patriarchs and matriarchs, like most clients who are professionals, clients, they want to know how much you care, not how much you know. It's a given that you know stuff. So um, that was a good segue to jump onto that. Um, Nick, in your career, which 15 years we're hearing, amazing for such a young man, um, How have you come across or experienced a similar offering or a structure to family office? Call it whatever you want to call it. Have you come across a similar offering or a structure to family office? I... I come across a similar structure. I have, I haven't experienced anything in in depth. Uh, I, I've come across a, a number of groups promoting it. Uh, I've um, I've come across a couple of of models that uh, kind of are more in line with uh, business office. So um, focusing more on that, um, but. What I've experienced with yourself, Lance, and and your offering uh, has been very unique. Uh, it has been something that um, I haven't had the uh, the privilege or opportunity to to, to come across with with other individuals. Uh, which, um, yeah, I guess uh, with that comment, it's a testament to yourself. Uh, you know, what what you what I've seen and experienced with you is has been unrivaled thus far. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's for the audience. It's about really. Um, it's not really about that, but thank you for that. It's really about the the why is that the case? That's the question yep. I'd leave the audience with. Well, why is that the case? Um, and I would hone again onto that. Uh, you know, the, if you're talking to people around um, what matters to them, things like legacy is an important conversation, yep. as opposed to um, what tax saving or what returns or what interest rate. Um, they're all short-term lived. What's not short-term lived is what the purpose is, what's it all about. Um, so we as a business label that uh, into that legacy and into the charter. And, uh, you know, that requires a bit of effort, but um, it keeps everybody on the same page. Last question, Nick. Yep. What's it like to experience the synergy and collaboration of a family office management team? So not the patriarch or the matriarch, the actual management team. What's it like to experience that synergy and collaboration? Uh, many, many feelings there, Lance. Uh, difficult to pinpoint one. There's, 
the first thing that comes to mind is comfort, knowing that it's almost like we have each other's back, you know, and we, we're all on the same page and we, we've all got that same desired outcome for the team. And so there's, there's, a, there's a level of comfort uh, in knowing that we're all working together on the same, the same issues, the, the same outcomes, the same strategies. So there's, there's definitely a comfort factor. Uh, it's also, yeah, there's a lot of positivity that comes out of it, just knowing that there's someone there that's like-minded looking to achieve the same outcome. Uh, just, yeah, definitely comfort. Nick, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for your honesty. And thank you for you for being the authentic person that you are. And congratulations on being a a leading professional in your space. And I'm really grateful for your time. No worries. Thank you, Lance, uh, for having me today and uh, to the audience for listening in. If you want our help in any way, shape or form, go to genmfo.com. That's G-E-N-M-F-O.com and interact. Please share this episode with anyone you care about so that they, like you, can have a pathway to wealth, health, and a legacy. Please leave an episode review at genmfo.podbean.com, Apple or Google Podcasts, or your favourite podcast app, and subscribe to not miss our latest episodes. Until our next episode, remember, if a pathway to wealth, health, and a legacy is what you seek, Generational is where you start. Thanks for listening.